Talk Radio for inquisitive people. Solace Radio, Bonavista, Colorado. That no one in all the astronomers, astrologers, wizards, and sorcerers of Babylon and the Chaldees could not have the answer. It was so difficult that the king wanted them to tell him the dream first and then the interpretation. And sure enough, Daniel finds the courage and he asked the king for a time out. As he went home, went to sleep, the Lord God of Israel, the God of Daniel's fathers and forefathers, mine and yours, has appeared to him in a vision at night and revealed not only the dream, but the interpretation as well. You see, the soothsayers or the sorcerers of Babylon told the king that there is no one, no man in heaven, I mean on earth, that can do such thing, only that it belongs to the gods, plural, of heaven. Because they were pagans, and because they believed in plural gods, in many different gods, as many societies still do, they realized that there is a supernatural power that needs to intervene. However, they could not, with all their wizardry, could not access this power. You see, the same thing as, as I said, it happened to Moses and to Joseph, that God intervened and he shuts all the demonic powers, activity, that no one can communicate. And if you think for a moment that there is no demonic activity and there is no demonic communication that they communicate with man, as men and women open themselves, as they call themselves uh, tarot card readers or or channelers or... uh, In Israel they call them now the experts... Their expertise is nothing but communicating with demonic powers. And God has turned off the switch, the communication switch for all these demonic powers, and he alone communicated with Daniel. God has a plan, and God has a purpose for his plan. God has a plan for you and me, as he had for Daniel and his four friends, and he has a purpose for their lives, as we will read and study, as the word reveals to us, as much as he has a plan and a purpose for you and my life. Nothing happens at a chance. Everything is preordained. Everything is under his full and complete control. So Daniel asks the Lord for that, and the Lord has revealed that to him. And therefore now Daniel becomes the savior of the entire advisory column, the entire advisory force to the king of Babylon. I mean, at that time, the kingdom of Babylon was the world kingdom. 
It was ruling all the way from China into Europe and the Middle East and part of Africa and so on and so forth. As we know that Nebuchadnezzar has defeated Pharaoh, so he had control of the Egyptian empire as well as they were paying him tribute every year. He put a lien on their properties. They had to pay him taxes in the form of silver and gold, so he was very wealthy. I mean, you think about it, today the equivalent of the old Babylonic empire is the U.S. There's no other empire as big and as wealthy and as um, powerful and influential as America, the United States of America. There is why many in many different parts of the world is accusing the U.S. as the imperialistic empire of the 20th and the 21st century. And they say that it is because the America, American imperialism hunger, that is why we went to Iraq and Afghanistan and maybe Iran here as we're about to unfold. And of course, there were opposition back then as there is now. But back to our story, Daniel is now at a pivot point of his life. Daniel is to become the most influential Jew, the most influential man in the entire world empire. He is after Nebuchadnezzar is going to become right now, as a young man, is the most influential person on the face of the earth. Two things, because of his faith and because of his obedience. And there's another amazing character, um, part of his character and his nature that will be revealed to us here as we read the scripture. Chapter 2, Daniel chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. It says, there, Therefore Daniel went to Archioch, to Arioch. Therefore of what? After the Lord has revealed the dream and the interpretation of the dream to Daniel, he immediately went to Arioch. Who was Arioch? Arioch was the king whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. See, Daniel went there first pleading for the life of other people. And as we'll see later on, this not necessarily turned to be, turned out to be his friends. I can submit to you with the assumption that at this point already, all those wise men of Babylon already have tremendous envy and jealousy towards Daniel and his companions. After all, they're the ones that were put in shackles and put away and ready to be executed. While previously we read that Daniel went before the king. He actually went before the king. 
when he heard what the decree was, he went before the king and he says, Oh king, please, just give me the time and I will give you the dream and the interpretation. And Arioch is inaccurate here with his statement. First of all, it says that he quickly, in, in Hebrew, in, in the Aramaic, it says, bahal. It's the same word in Hebrew, Bahala. I mean, he was, he was, he went in a rush. He was hurried in, in a mad rush. I mean, because every second meant life or death for those, uh, uh wise men of Babylon. So in Veit Bahal, he was, his, his spirit was already troubled because he had to do something which, uh, uh was not pleasant because Definitely he knew a lot of these wise men of Babylon. And when you kill the man, you kill his wife, you kill his kids, and you take possession of all his belongings. I mean, this is not a, a small thing. And I can tell you there were hundreds, if not thousands of them. As, you know, the king, which is the greatest of the world empire, definitely that he would put himself a great entourage of people. You can see some of those, you know, little bitty guys and they go with great entourage. Why they call it entourage? And here comes, you know, the important guy. The more guys you have around you, the more important that you are. You see the, the, the president flies and there's two Air Force Ones that fly. Not one. There's another one which is exactly identical to it and a whole host of support logistical planes and and limousine and 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 the great limousine of his and other suvs and so on and so forth and military planes i mean a whole host of them as he is now in south america now you can imagine that arioch was not happy about this but he had to fulfill the king's command so he heard when he he heard what Daniel told him. Daniel told him, "Listen, I know the dream and I know the interpretation. Take me before the king now." So he hurriedly took him in, and you know what? He was putting Daniel down. He did not come to the king and says, "Hey, I know this guy. You know, you, you know Daniel. Yeah, you just you know you just talked to him the other day. This Daniel, he can tell you that." He said, "No, no, 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 no." There is, I found, first of all, I found, he takes credit for it. <laughs> Some of those people that around you, and many times you will find that it is you that God spoke to, and you share it with somebody, or you did something which is really good, or you found a solution at work, you know, or at your community, and somebody else jumps right in there, and you know, he's right there, I found. He's, you know, Johnny on the spot to take credit for what you have done. He had nothing to do with that. He was a chief, and he was an executioner. Now, I found a man from the captive of Yehuda. He said, from among the Yehudim, from among the Jews. Like, okay, how many of them were there? 50,000? 70,000? You see, now he broadens that. I have labored so much for you, O king, that I have found. I am the good guy that, you know, that really found that someone that really can do it for you. So I am the good guy also to the wise men that I spared your life. You see... He wants to share God, God's glory. 
How dare you? I found. And who will make known to the king the interpretation? First of all, Daniel and the king already spoke. We have that told us in previous scripture. Now verse 26. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king, but there is Elohim in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to the king, to King Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days your dream and the vision of your head upon your bed were these. Here's a difference. Look at this. Arioch comes there and he says, I found. And I brought you a man, you know, oh yeah, from I found one from among the captives. He's a slave. He's a captive. And I went and labored so much in the whole empire in Babylon and brought him to you. I'm the good guy. And there, here you have the opposite. The king speaks directly to Daniel. He pushes Arioch aside. Some of, you know, some of the leaders, they understand this kind of guys, you know. We have a name for them here. Their nose turns different color, and it's not red. Daniel said, first of all, but, but there is Elohim in heaven who reveals secrets. He deflects the attention and deflects the honor from himself in humility and being so humble. He says, Adonai is the one that does that. And he makes known to King Nebuchadnezzar, he doesn't, he didn't make it known to me. You see? He doesn't even take the credit there. He says, first of all, it is Adonai, and he makes it known to you, O King. I am nothing but the vessel. I mean, what a great guy. What a great, sweet man. Later on, you will see how the angel actually, uh, 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 refers to, to Daniel and he called him Ish Hamudot. We'll see that and I will elaborate that and I'll tell you what it says from the Hebrew. But you see the sweetness of his spirit. Already, you know, he is in good position because he's among all the wise men of Babylon. He's the one that managed to get a time out. He believed God. He went to sleep. God showed him in a vision. He shared it with his friends and with Arioch. He went to the king and he says, Adonai, don't give me the credit. And he says, to you, O king, Adonai reveals. See, so he puts himself out, himself out of the picture. I am only the vessel, he says, but it is a communication between the God of heaven and you, the king of the kings of the, of, of the earth. Because you are the head of all the kings uh, on the face of the earth. You see? So he, he pits, actually, he pits uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar, as we see, he's so smart, he's so wise, God gave him so much wisdom and humility, and he puts him and says, you know what, look there, Habibi, look there, my friend, look up there, don't look at me, and there is somebody you have to answer to. Okay, now, and he says here, 
As for you, O king, verse 29, uh, uh, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what will come to pass after this. And he, God, who reveals secrets, have made known to you what will be. You see, this is amazing. He didn't say to me. Again, he repeats that. But, verse 30, as for me, look at that. This secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. Oh, I love this guy. Isn't that something? Just the opposite of the corporate dude. Just the opposite of the one right there in the office. Oh, well, look what I have done, man. I see, I got us this contract. It's because I worked so hard, because I'm so good, because I'm so smart. I got us this fat, heavy contract. And all you guys now are going to get some bonuses out of that. But you have to actually come and kiss me, because I am the smart guy. Just totally opposite. If this is something you think I can teach that in one of those company, corporate, the, the Fortune 500 seminars in, in how to encourage the, the, the people and, and so forth, they, uh, uh, to encourage their self-esteem. If this is just the opposite, he takes the self out and all the steam too. <laughs> and he says, no, no, no. It is not because I'm any wiser than anybody else, but for our sake, who make known the interpretation to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image, this great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. Look at this. The, this is what the king saw in his, in, his, um, in his dream. And it says here, don't turn yet. I'm just going to read. This image, image head was of fine gold and its chest and arms of silver and belly and thighs of bronze. bronze. Its legs of iron, its feet partly from of iron and partly of clay. Very interesting and amazing, amazing feature of this uh, image that he have seen. What that is, in this image lies the history of the world that we know until today, of all the world empires, and then the history of the world to come, in the last days which we live in, in the last empire that will come before the Lord's come back. I mean, this is just amazing. And here is one Jewish young man, so humble, full of humility, full of grace and wisdom, that God puts him in a pivotal point of man's history and gives him... Not only the dream, and he, he, I mean, it was smack right on exactly what the king saw. Many antagonists to Bible prophecy say that the book of Daniel was written after the fact. Listen, when a prophet of God that is chosen by him speaks 
on his behalf, his words, what he commits in a prophetic way, are a hundred percent accurate. There is no 99.9% and all Hollywood and the rest of them, they go for 50%, you know, accuracy or less. And the world also rush to these people. Oh yeah, oh yeah, well you missed couple here and couple there, but that's okay, you know. And there's a lot of us also in the church world that predicts so many things and everybody thinks he has the gift of this and the gift of this and the gift of prophecy and all that kind of stuff. You know what? How many times people told you, God told me about you. He showed me a prophecy about you and I'm going to prophesy onto you. I said, hey, wait a minute. Before you speak anything to me that the Lord has told you, let me hear from him. If I hear from him that you're kosher, I'm going to let you speak. And how many of them tell you all kinds of things and it never happened? Or it happens, but 60%. I mean, gosh, what this guy told me, let me tell you, 95% of it came through. Still a liar. 95% a liar. 98%? 99%? 99.9999? A liar. And it's not Herman Cain. 999. <laughs> Listen to me. A hundred percent accuracy. To the letter. To the jot. The little yod. It has to be fulfilled. If it's not, it's a false prophecy. Period. So God takes this young man... And boy, he gives him the dream, gives him the interpretation, and the whole world, future, he reveals to us. Very amazing, very amazing. Here it is. He says here, I'm going to read it again. That's the image has was of gold, of fine gold. And it's chest and arms, and I'm going to go back now. Look at that, okay? And arms of silver, the belly and thighs of bronze, and the legs of iron, the feet are partly of, of, of iron and partly of clay. You watched, you watched, verse 34, while the stone was cut, while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. And I'll give you the interpretation to that. But first let's read what Daniel tells the king. And then we'll apply it to what we know from history. Some of you know that, but I will make the uh, a chronological, systematic understanding of history that fits this particular image that Daniel has seen. I mean that the king has seen and Daniel has interpreted to him. Verse 35. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer, from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. Here it is. Not I. This is the dream and we. Who is we? He had his 
three other friends with him. I mean, this guy is loyal. He's not right there. Ha, 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 listen. <laughs> listen, you, you guys stay behind a little bit. You know, this is my deal, guys. This is my deal. This is my shtick. You stay behind a little bit, okay? I'll share with you. I promise you. I'll give you a piece of the action. I promise you. How many times you heard that? Well, we don't need to write it down. You know, it's between us. We're, we're men. Trust me. Somebody says, trust me, I know. I can't trust this sucker. <laughs> don't worry, we're friends. No, 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 no. He did not say, I will interpret to you. We will tell you. I will tell you. But we. You see, my friend, my friends, these three guys and myself, we're one unit. We're from Israel. And we are the ones that God speaks to. He says, and he's saying he's communicating here because his friend's standing right there, like a half a step behind. And he says, yes, I'm the leader of this small group, but we are one unit. What a guy. What a friend. Do you have a friend like this? Do you have a friend like this? Come on. I do have a couple of those. I mean, those, huh, one, one hand, you can count on them. You can count them in one hand. I have a couple of those. And we scattered around the world, but I can tell you, I can call Boaz, I can call Odet, I can call Moshe Chaim. In the middle of the night, I said, brother, I need your help. There's some of you here, I can do that too. I know that. But a loyal friend, a humble friend, I love it. We will tell you. And he said, we will tell you the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king, not the king, but a king of kings. For Elohim of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. You see, he acknowledges the king first. And this is correct, because this is exactly what it is. He is the head of gold. He said, you are the king. You are the head of gold. And whatever the children of men dwell, wherever the children of men dwell, or the beast of the field and the birds of heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. Correct. It's true. Probably made Nebuchadnezzar feel really, really, really good. Now you think about this guy. He's a heathen. Now his ego that already is inflated. I mean, you can think about it. I mean, if I was, I don't know. I mean, to fly in Air Force One and have all these things happening to you. I mean, we'll put an ego of even, you know, uh, uh, an ordinary guy that big. I mean, we've seen it, right? We've seen this movie before. Think about it. And this guy, his ego is there. And now comes a prophet of God and inflates his ego even greater, which we will see in the future what happens to Nebuchadnezzar. You know, when he follows his ego and does not follow God. We'll see that. And now, he continues. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours. Then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the whole earth, over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, insomuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom will 
will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. First of all, he goes from from the most precious to the least, from the strongest to the least, least strong. And he continues, I mean, we see gold, we see silver, we see bronze, we see iron, and iron mixed with clays, and now he comes to the toes. And as the toes of the feet, verse 42, as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. Verse 44. And in the days of this king's Elohim of heaven will set up king, a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people it shall break it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever insomuch verse 45 as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces the iron the bronze the clay the silver and the gold the great elohim has made known to the king that Will the king, what will come to pass after this? The dream is certain and the interpretation is sure. He tells him, you saw the image and now after your kingdom, there will be another kingdom and another kingdom and another kingdom. And with the ten toes, there will be ten other small kingdoms and they will be mixed with iron and one will be, they will be divided. And we will talk about it in our next lesson. You know, who is who here? We're going to make some identification to all those kingdoms. But he said, amongst all this, there was a stone that was cut without a hand, and it shattered the legs, which were of iron. And you know, iron, if it's not tempered and becomes steel, will shatter like glass. And it shattered the iron, and then consumed and broke all the kingdom and consumed that and became great mountain. And this kingdom will be what? Forever and ever. This is very easy to identify, isn't it? This is the Messiah. The great stone that was cut without hands, meaning it was supernaturally brought down into earth and shattered the last kingdom that there will be the other kingdoms that will be and come against him, and he will crush them all and become the greatest kingdom all, all over the earth forever. Now, this is the messianic kingdom. And we will talk uh, later, and, and I will identify to you all the other ones. Verse 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell, Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel, and commanded they that they should present an offering and incense to him. What happened? All of a sudden he was struck with great awe. And immediately he identifies Daniel as a messenger 
of the highest God. You see, because he believed in many gods. And he realizes that the God of Daniel is the highest of all gods because his uh, wise men could not tell him, you know, what it is, what was the dream and what was the interpretation. And immediately he fell on his face and worshipped Daniel and told them to bring sacrifice, bring an offering and bring incense like he is a deity. You see, immediately, because he's a heathen, The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your Elohim is the Elohim of gods. You see? The Adonai of kings and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. We don't see Daniel accepting that. We don't know the exchange there of what was said, but, you know, uh, scripture doesn't tell us. But knowing the character of Daniel until now, he probably says, uh-uh. you know, as he jumps in on his face and says to bring all this kind of stuff, he says, uh-uh, like this. He didn't say anything. That's what he did. Now people tell me, what do you do? I said, nothing. Arrow. That's who I am. I'm an arrow. Don't look at me. I'm an arrow. Look there. Why? Because this is where Yeshua is. I'm just an arrow. He said, I'm just a messenger. Don't worship me. Worship him. There's many people that worship people today. That's why they call them stars in Hollywood. You know, they're nothing but stargazers and star worshippers. That's what they are. You know, and one after another falls flat on his face with all kinds of scandals. One after another. Very few, very, very minute amount of people that are able to handle that kind of inflated ego that they receive. And the money and all that. And unfortunately you see that in the body of Messiah as well. Well people, you know, there's a people's cult as well. Oh, have you heard that guy? Oh, we must see him. I mean, he is just so fantastic. Wow. Oh, we must go to uh, hear this guy. He's in, 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 in Toronto. Oh, we got to bring the Holy Spirit here. Like the Holy Spirit is uh, uh, a handicap or something. He can't come here on his own. Oh, no, 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 no. no. We got to go bring him here. That's a heathen practice. He doesn't need you and me to go get him. He just say, Adonai, come. Come, come, Adonai. He'll come. You know, he doesn't even need to get on a commercial jet or even a supersonic jet for that matter. He's here. And so here, Nebuchadnezzar acknowledges Adonai. He acknowledges Adonai that is above all other gods. The same thing as Pharaoh did to Joseph. Same idea, very simple, you know, with the dream also. I know there are many of them around the world right now, including my sister, that interprets dreams. I'm just telling you that about my sister because I want you to pray for her because she's dabbling in the occult. She's dabbling in a forbidden, she's walking in a forbidden territory. And so many of them that I know, and they think that this is something so good. Oh, you don't, she tells me you don't know. I said, (laughs) you'll be surprised how much I know. This is why I'm concerned. So here, Daniel saves the life of all those sorcerers and wise men. 
This is amazing because the Bible tells us that you shall and you shall kill, you know, and so for all those should not live among Israel. But here we're dealing with a pagan nation. Nonetheless, God spares their life. And now in closing, then verse 48, then the king promoted then in his promotion. <laughs> Man, he got company shares and, you know, extra days and, you know, got a nice company uh, limo with a chauffeur and, and all that extra, extra vacation days and all the kind of stuff that comes with promotion. And the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. And he made him ruler. <laughs> I love that. Over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator all over the wise men of Babylon. <laughs> now he, he, become, he becomes the man. Daniel is the man. Daniel is my man. I love this man. I many times when I pray, I ask, Lord, give me the humility of Daniel. Give me the wisdom of Solomon. Give me the heart of David. Give me the faith of Abraham. I'm not asking much. I just read about all these guys and they're my ancestors. They're all my relatives. They're all your relatives. Why, do you think that is something too much for God to do? He does that. If you ask... But if you think, you know, many people are scared. They think it's too much. How can I? I mean, the, the wisdom of Solomon? Yeah, why not? Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be open to you. That's what it says. It's plain and simple. If you don't ask, you know, every time when I go somewhere, here's my theory here. If I ask, I have elevated my chance by a hundred percent because right now it is a hundred percent no but if i ask i can get 50 50 yay or nay so automatically it is you know i have doubled my chance so i always ask because if i don't it's no but if i do 50%? Yes. And you'll be surprised how many times I get the yes. Because with that, I also ask for another special card that I have in, in my uh, spiritual, spiritual arsenal is favor. God, would you grant me a favor when I go before this person? You'll be surprised how it works. Here it is, Daniel, right there. And then listen to this guy. There also Daniel petitioned the king and he said, Shadrach, Mishach, and Avednego, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael over the affairs of the province of, the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. He sat there. You see, he was promoted but he was a mensch, as we say, a man of all men. He didn't say my his friends, bye-bye, see you. I have the ticket to this golf course. I have the membership to the golf course. Sorry, guys, you know, 
I'm sorry, you have to go to the other side. But we still can get together. I'll have dinner with you once in a while, you know. I got call me, we'll have lunch. Yeah. Yeah, call me. Have lunch. <laughs> this guy is a man. Say, I got my ticket. I got my membership card. Here is yours, Hananya. Here is yours. He went to the king to petition. He says, King, I want membership cards for my friends too. What do king you think say? Sure, Daniel, whatever you like. You're the man. Now you're in charge. You do what you want. So it says, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, Don, Bob, Jew, it's all yours. You come with me. You're not going anywhere. Wherever I go, you come with me. You're my buddies. That's what he did. I love this guy. I love this guy. But then where he sits, he sits in the gate. This is the picture that... Um, uh, was taken in the Ishtar Gate in the Pergamon Museum in Berlin, just to show you the, the, the amazing, awesome power. This is just a portion of the gate that was actually disassembled by a German archaeologist, you know, and brought into Berlin and, and reassembled there, and you see the size of it, you know, in, in, those animals and all that, they are all gold-plated there. It's just amazing. You think about the, the, the uh, 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 sheer power that Nebuchadnezzar uh, had. And then he puts Daniel at the gate of the king. Who else that we just read that was sitting at the, at the king's gate? Mordechai. Everybody says, Mordechai. Yeah! <laughs> May you be blessed and know that every single one of us has favor with the King of Kings, which is Yeshua. And not only that, we already seated right next to him in the Father's gate in heaven. Amen. May you have a blessed week. Turned off by religion and hypocrisy, hate being preached to, something missing in your life, you haven't been getting the whole truth, the whole Bible, and the Hebraic roots of the scriptures. Get answers and treasures now on Solace Radio.